Live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. All right, welcome back or welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of the Sports Huddle. If you're just joining us and finishing up work, we appreciate that. Glad you flipped on the dial to join us. If you were with us in the 4 o'clock hour as well, thank you for sticking with us as we come down the home stretch in the 5 o'clock hour. AJ producing, Bob Black here, not in studio. Um, Sean Robertson on the road today covering high school football and lots of it. So I am hosting remotely today. We'll get back to our feel-good Thursday Next Thursday, I think uh, there aren't uh, many, if any, Thursday afternoon high school games next week off of the Labor Day weekend. So Sean should have some time and will be able to join us uh, next Thursday for the Sports Huddle in studio. That'll be a busy day and a few days for me, to be honest with you. Next Thursday starts our Behind the Web Coaches Show with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman at our new location at the Brass Tap at... uh, uh, Libby Mill Midtown from noon to one on Thursday afternoon. Come on out there and join us. Had lunch out there last week to kind of site survey, scout out the place. It was excellent, as a matter of fact. So looking forward to being there, and they're excited to have us again at the Brass Tap. Thursdays from noon to one, uh, Libby Mill Midtown, right off of Staples Mill Road with Coach Usman, player guest, all the good fun stuff with Richmond football on the heels of the victory, hopefully, over Morgan State on Saturday and prepping for the trip to Michigan State next Saturday. So that's what makes it busy next weekend for me. And, oh, by the way, speaking of Morgan State and the Spider game to Friday night, uh, Saturday night, uh, listen to me. I am really uh, confused here today. AJ, help me out here. But, anyway, we got a couple of tickets for Saturday night's game at Robbins Stadium, and we'll give them away this hour. And you just have to be able to come by the station. We actually have the physical tickets this time. So you'd have to come by um, our ESPN Richmond studios uh, in Moorfield Park uh, on the south side uh, tomorrow during regular business hours to pick up those tickets and go to the game on Saturday night. It's supposed to be great weather. They have fireworks after the game and everything for the opener for the Spiders Saturday night. The weather is supposed to be spectacular. You'll have a great time out there uh, catching the Spiders in their season opener. Looking to do even better than last year's 9-4 and four record and second round of the uh, FCS playoffs. Uh, all right, if you were with us in the first hour and we talked with Zach, uh, Joaquim, and Sean. Did a lot of high school previewing of games, right? And one of the ones, the game that Sean is at right now is the TJ game at Thomas Jefferson. And we mentioned to, to him that and to Zach that this is actually the first game of the year for TJ because their game last week got canceled. The Huguenot-Thomas Jefferson game because of that threat. And we know what happened back at graduation time and the tragedy that happened then with the Huguenot graduation and then they had the incident uh this past week that forced the eventual cancellation of the huguenot tj game so now it's come out um richmond public schools has put some new safety measures into place for their games and and any ticketed events and i think that's great that's all well and good but on one of the websites i was reading a list of the changes and i'm just i I can't help that i'm just surprised that most of these aren't already in place. Like, I don't, I don't I don't know. I haven't been to a high school game 
in a long time, probably since my kids graduated from high school, and that's been a while now. So the one that I guess definitely is different is all game tickets now must be purchased in advance, and there's a ticketing website, GoFan, to do that. That's certainly different. Obviously, back in the day I was going to high school games, you just walk up, pluck down your five bucks or seven bucks or whatever it was, and you you grab one of those paper tickets and into the game you went. Uh, It's not that way anymore. So that one I do get. No reentry will be permitted. I thought every stadium was that way already, no matter what level it was. High school, college, pro, you see those signs everywhere. No reentry will be permitted. Uh, No bags of any kind will be permitted. I thought that one was probably already in place. And maybe I just go to too many, or not too many, but enough NFL and Major League Baseball games that that's standard operating procedure. A clear gallon-sized Ziploc bag may be used for personal care items for infants. They must be brought by the attendee. Again, that seems like a common-sense one that is already in place in most venues. Everyone, including spectators, band members, cheerleaders, and football players from the opposing team, will be subject to search and security screening. Well, again, uh, most ballparks, most stadiums, and I realize we're talking high school here, and it's different, but I still think most high schools should probably already have that in place. And let me uh, fine-tooth comb it even a little bit more. Why does it say just football players from the opposing team? Shouldn't it just be football players? Like, I can tell you at the college level, not at every arena or stadium we go to, but at many of them, we as the travel party, players, coaches, staff, do get screened when we get there. Uh, and it does delay your entry in into your locker room, quite honestly. But that that's the way of the world in this day and age. Uh, no outside food or drink will be permitted. Again, that's another one that I just think has been so standard at most venues and maybe at the high school level. And like I said, I ha- I've been out of the high school world for a while now that it's not happening at any of them. I don't know. Uh, spectators must exit the premises immediately following the conclusion of the game. That one I just think needs to be emphasized. I think most places already kind of do usher you out as quickly as possible. The people that linger the most are probably the parents And what you would normally do is set up an area, a safe uh, area outside the stadium, maybe near the locker room, maybe coned off for parents um, to wait for their for their youngsters, for their kids, Um, you know, for their for whatever it may be. Even at the NFL level, I think they do that, and, and Major League Baseball level, I think they do that already. So I'm glad Richmond Public Schools are putting all these measures into place. I'm just a little surprised that most of them aren't already in place. And I don't know what that prevents. I think it helps. I think it definitely makes for a safer, more secure environment. Um, anything we can do to make it safer, more secure, and more difficult on the bad eggs out there, you know, to, to disrupt uh, what should otherwise be a fun environment and event, I'm all for it. Um, but I just hope, like, the schools in Chesterfield and Henrico and uh, Hanover, all of Goochland, all of them have most of these guidelines already in place, I hope. Um, and, again, maybe it's just because I, 
I'm at games at a higher level, at a college or professional level, and not at high school. And I understand there's a cost to some of these, but some of them, you know, are, are pretty uh, standard operating procedure at this point. I hope it works. I hope it means we don't have any more problems the rest of the way. And I'm glad, you know, Richmond Public Schools is getting on board um, by doing by doing all that. All right, there you go. Um, and, and they actually did like a, a frequently asked questions kind of thing. And there are some things that I know people are going to ask about, and they did too. Uh, can I bring a camera? Can I bring binoculars? That kind of thing. Of course you can. They're just going to be subject to inspection. Uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And then things like cushions and blankets. Um, obviously, yes, you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, it's just they could they could be inspected. That's that's the deal. And no food or drink can come into the stadium. I think that had been around for quite a while. Um, now, what some of the stadiums and ballparks are doing is you can bring an unopened bottle of water. Unopened, all right? And, um, you know, you can buy them outside the state. This is as much a financial thing as it is a safety thing because if you go to a major league baseball game and i did it not too long ago you can buy a bottle of water outside for like three bucks whereas inside it's ridiculous it's a bottle of water for like five bucks you could buy a a 24 pack at the local grocery store for five bucks or 36 so so some of this is financial and you could bring in an unopened uh, bottle of water. But I'll you can't at the high school level. Yes, AJ? I'll say this. I don't know if this is normal, but at the Commander's game, they gave us water uh, outside for free. That is not normal. They gave you, like, a bottle of water? Yeah, yeah. They whipped out. They had a whole pallet, and they, they pulled the whole thing out and started handing uh, fans as they were walking in water. Wow. Was that a particularly one of those particularly hot day, like 95-degree days or not? Uh, I mean, it was, it was hot, but it wasn't, like, ridiculous. No. Yeah, yeah. That's good for them. I mean, we talked about the commanders and the upgrades a little bit earlier, but but good for them to do that. But I, I went to the Nationals game, and it was a relatively hot night. Not that that really mattered. It was a night game anyway. But outside, you can buy the water for three bucks. And, I mean, you know, they're they're hawking it on the, on the street, on the sidewalk, and they're telling you, you know, don't open it. Take it in just like this. And, you know, you'll, they'll let you take that in so you don't have to spend five bucks for, for a water inside the stadium so but you can't even do that in a high school game and i get it i i I think water would be a great thing to let you bring in but not in this day and age potentially i you know it's tough well the nationals and these high schools don't have a minority owner named magic johnson so (laughs) so the commanders are doing things right well but let me brag on the nationals for just a moment i'm glad you brought that up aj because i have now been to two nationals games this year and I don't know where I signed up. Now, I, I did get the tickets online, but actually not through the Nationals, through one of the, um, you know, SeatGeek or Vivid or, or one of one of those. But it, it, it must connect to the Nationals some way, shape, or form. It's their ticket. And each time I've gotten an email after the game, and I just got one today from the game I went to last week, two weeks ago, I have, I have been given a complimentary $15 concessions credit. That's onto cool. my Nationals account. Now, I've signed up for the Ballpark app, and, and I put the Nats in as a team, you know, because I knew I was going to game there, and, and the Phillies, I put the uh, Citizens Bank in. So, yeah, this is the second time, and I, and I used it. I, I got it the first game I went to back in whatever, June, and when we went in July, I used the $15 
Credit is very easy, and I got $15 worth of whatever I bought. Yeah, they, there'll be promotional deals for certain like certain apps with team up with certain stadiums, and they'll do like little promotional deals. Like yeah, that. I think that's a really nice one. Now, you can't get a lot for 15 bucks at a Major League ballpark or NFL stadium. I get that. I bought one beer probably. Hey, and 15 bucks knocks it down to the real price. It does. Well, I got a beer. I think the beer was 15 14.99 with tax. I had to pay a little or something, but... It's okay. You're right. It it I I enjoyed it. It was a it was a plus. It was a positive. I give them credit. I just got another one. Now I got to use it by September 24th, and that's not going to happen this time around. But that that's on me. I went to a game later in the year. I mean that's probably their last home game of the season. So I I get like you can't carry it over to next year. That would be cool if they would have let me carry it over to next year. But so it's probably going to go for naught. I don't know if I can like forward it to somebody who is going to go to a game and put Should it on be. their account probably not i mean they're trying to thank you for coming to the game i don't want to like you push the envelope did you get like one of those scanner codes because you should be able to forward uh, that i haven't looked on the app yet this was just an email that came literally a half hour ago uh, but I, I will look because you're right i can't remember i think what you have to do is you have to then uh load the code into your ballpark app so that you you have it you can, you can, so I always take a snapshot of all my codes. So, and I've done that before, like with kickers games and whatever. Uh -huh. Like I couldn't make a kickers game, so I snapped it and shot it over to a buddy, and it scans. But that's the okay. kickers. I don't know. Maybe, and maybe for that it will scan. But I know, like for a ticket, the actual entry ticket, you can't do that, and it it warns you that right on it. It says, you know, you cannot screenshot this. The scan will not work. You literally have to forward the ticket, which you can do. It's very easy to do. And tickets I get forwarding. So I don't know if I can do that with a concession voucher or not, but my point of the whole thing is good customer service by the Nationals. That's twice this year that I've, you know, bought tickets and used their app and I've gotten a fifteen sec fifteen dollar concession credit. And I was happy. So the you know, happy fan. And you know, I've I've criticized Nat Park Nat's Park, right? I don't I don't think it's got all that pizzazz to it and everything and it's nice, but it's nothing special. Well that helps. That makes it a little more special. I, I give him that. Quick question: Best stadium within a hundred yard, a hundred miles? Go, because you're always knocking stadiums. What's the best stadium within a hundred miles? Uh, Robbins Stadium. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Yikes! Um, that, great question. You're talking stadium, not arena. Here, we're staying outdoors. Any do, at this point, any positivity for a stadium? Well, I just I'm want gonna, to know what I'm a good stadium brag, is. I I am going to brag on my two facilities at Robin Center and Robin Stadium, and I love them uh, without a doubt. Um, you know, and I I was a little bit involved in the building of Robin Stadium, and forever thankful for that from the press box. Uh, standpoint and we have you know all the nice toys whistles and bells that we need for that here's the one i would say though aj in all in all seriousness if we're doing stadium and arena uh john paul jones arena at that's, uva yep that's what i thought yeah. spectacular spectacular uh, and i've only been there for basketball like i don't go to concerts normally so but i've heard they're great for concerts we'll see what happens when we build this one up in henrico county right this yeah. 17 5 18 000 seat arena up there if it if it will be better uh the, and compete with john paul jones arena which means we'll get some of those acts and you don't have to drive an hour uh to go so you know but john, john paul jones will be the first one that comes to mind didn't even think about the fact that we'll probably get music venue stuff in there as well yeah oh Can't absolutely wait. we will Absolutely. We'll get music. You'll get 
college basketball tournaments. You will get uh, probably a minor league hockey team. Who knows? Maybe you get a uh, a G League team right. or whatever. Yeah, you know, NBA minor league team. I swallowed the squirrels, but if if they put a minor <laughs> league team there and they're not called the Renegades, we're riding. <laughs> All right, so we're not bringing back the Redskins. We have definitively said that. But you're starting the petition. Well, the petition's nope. probably already been started. No petition. Petitions are useless. I'm going to have uh, guns, <laughs> uh, a militia. Easy now. No, you're not. Guns? Yeah, I was a little rough. I wanted. Yeah. I was going to say torches, but then that sounded like well, Charlottesville, and so I went with guns. No, I'd rather... torches is probably better. That that's more like. Yeah. I don't want to say fictitious, but more. I don't know what the word sounds is. too Charlottesville to me. All so right. I went with guns, the safer bet. Well, then I'll just start the damn petition, and I, I want the Renegades' name back too. I do. I would want that back. And for, the colors. If we get a hockey team back here, absolutely. Um, all right, get us back on time here. AJ, hit the button as we roll along in the 5 o'clock hour. These are this afternoon's top sports stories. I'm sure he'll be fascinated by all the uh, stories you have to tell. This is today's Drive Home Headlines. Man, you never know where you're going on this show. That, that's why we don't do a pre-show production meeting, because the free-flow, wing-it atmosphere just seems to work for us especially when we don't have a guest, which we don't in the 5 o'clock hour today. So I know I can spill over and ramble a little bit. Uh, but I was actually I was being serious and intrigued by the Richmond Public Schools announcement of what they are doing at the city school uh, venues and games moving forward. And the hope, my hope at the end of my whole uh, dissertation there was that the other counties are already already have those things in place as well in Henrico and Hanover and Chesterfield and, you know, Goochland and all the way down to Dinwiddie and, and, and all of that, that they already have most of those guidelines for fans in place. Um, it just makes it a safer, more fun environment. Drive home headlines brought to you by James river air. If you're not confident in your heating and cooling provider, switch to James river air, save up to 30% online at James river air. It is a big night of college football. We've already detailed uh, the high school night. The colleges have all sorts of games going tonight. In fact, I have two screens up on my computer at the moment, and that's the FBS games that are being played tonight and the FCS games. And, of course, there's some crossover there because they're playing. There are some FCS, FBS games like Elon Wake Forest, Rhode Island, Georgia State, uh, tonight, uh, the big one that we have, Florida and Utah, is our uh, game on 106.1 ESPN at 7.30 tonight. Got a Big Ten opener tonight, Nebraska and Minnesota. That game is on Fox this evening. So those are some of the games involving uh, FBS teams. And then at the FCS level, we already mentioned the William & Mary game tonight. They play Campbell at 7 o'clock. they got to have Flow Sports for that one, I'm just looking to see if there are any others on the FC. Uh, Delaware and Stony Brook play tonight in the CAA. Uh, that's a 7 o'clock game at Stony Brook this evening. Uh, kind of an intriguing matchup in, in that one. So I might peek in on that game as well. So those are just some of the games on the college football slate for tonight. But I will be doing some channel surfing, a little inside uh, preparation here. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of scribbling with my red pen tonight on my chart for the Morgan State-Richmond game. You can see me doing that, can't you, AJ? Just sitting at the table with my little chart out and my, my scribble notes of Richmond and Morgan State and watching college football games on the TV. 
see it, I like I, I, I it'll all be front row and center for half of that. It, it doesn't get much better than that for me on a Thursday night. <laughs> all right, uh, last thing, then the break, and we'll catch up again. As we said, no guests, so we're wide open, 804-327-088. I wrongly feel like that gives me the liberty to just go as long as I want, and you'll figure out the commercial no, we're good. I know we're that's good. not the way it should work, but. Anyway, I like us. We're we're good. We're rolling. All right. Tigers beat the Yankees today, four to three in ten innings. Another Yankees still only had five hits today in ten innings. They won that series anyway over the Tigers. Anyhow, a very light major league schedule tonight. The Braves are the highlight game against the Dodgers. About ten ten out in L.A. tonight. So we'll follow that up from our football coverage and get a doubleheader. Nats are back home tonight. They've been playing very well. They play the Marlins this evening uh, at Nats Park. At seven oh five, we weren't right, announced what? baseball good. What we weren't announced baseball ahead. What do you mean? <laughs> I thought you were going to cut to commercial. Oh, I am going to cut to commercial. It's okay. I'm just kidding. Is that okay? It's good. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you and I are having fun. I hope the audience is as well. Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back and get uh, back on the straight and narrow. Uh, Sports Auto one hundred six one ESPN. This Saturday, the Spiders return home when UR opens their 2023 season at Robin Stadium versus Morgan State at 6 p.m. Don't miss any of the action on your home for Spider Athletics all season. 1061 ESPN Richmond. Are you ready? My producer, AJ, says it's time to go to the phones. Enough Bob rambling here, so we'll do it. 804-327-0888. And AJ says we have a caller on the line who wants to talk some Miami Red Hawks football. We don't we don't talk Miami Red Hawks football very often, but he said we're going to talk some Miami. So here we go, Caesar. Let's talk some Miami Red Hawks football. Well, first off, happy first week of college football to you, Bob. And the Red Hawks are a good team. I'm not going to look over them. <laughs> but it is Miami versus Miami. Exactly. And the Hurricanes are playing at home. It's that the was Miami my point. Hurricane I root for. That in was fact, my I'm attempt at being. That yeah. was my attempt at being facetious and sarcastic. You know who's one of the best uh, Red Hawks football player of all time is, right? Who? Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, AJ, you are so good. There you go. Yes. Wish he had some eligibility left tomorrow night, but I guess not. And I know stuff. We you guys do. Younger, yeah. but we know stuff. It, t- it takes a hurricane. <laughs> I'm excited that it's finally week one. I know Bob is too. I and am. Bob, you're gonna you're gonna be excited that your Richmond Fighters have a great game this weekend too. We're hoping it's a great game. Morgan State, Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Going to give away a couple tickets here in a few minutes as well. But, uh, yeah, so your Hurricanes start out with that one, and then they go, what, Texas A&M next, right? Texas A&M comes to Miami. You played over there last year. Okay. They've got to come to our home. Okay. We're going to protect our field and protect our house and upset them. Because we are the U. We're going to upset them. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. Underdogs. You will be underdogs in that game. Yes, we are. All right. And you know what? I'd rather be underdogs than be favored. Eh. No one's expecting us to win anything. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know about that. But okay. That's... Oh, I mean, look at your buddy Matt Joseph. He doesn't think Miami's back or Miami's good enough. So I like to prove him wrong, and I love for you to do that. That way, I asked AJ to remember when it comes back, when Miami's the third-best team and beats North Carolina State, 
beats North Carolina and gets to be one of the best teams in the conference, and maybe, who knows, especially against Florida State, when it's a rivalry, we might surprise them. Remember, we beat them for wide right part one and, and wide left part two. So, and that was at Florida State. People forget that. You uh, you sound like you're in mid-season form here. I love it. I'm yeah. just getting warmed up. Hoorah! <laughs> you better call border to border when that happens. Hey, you got uh, <laughs> Tyler Van Dyke's back, isn't he, right, at quarterback? That's correct. Yeah, he's back. Okay, well, that, that gives you a fighting chance right there, I think. Yes, but we got some good wide receivers, and we got our big offensive linemen, one from Alabama, one from UCF, and one that's a nice five-star kid, and then we got a Hawaiian one though too, and an Oregon one though too. So we got some big boys in the front line now. Finally, yep. Yeah. All right, all right. I will. Uh, I will tune in a little bit tomorrow. Now. I'll be intrigued by Miami versus Miami. Thank you very much, Bob. You guys have a blissful holiday weekend, and let's go, Kane. There you go, Caesar. Thank you. At least he set us straight there in the big Miami U versus Miami O game. It's the U versus the O. Nobody needed that being straight. We really didn't. As you said, that's almost as stupid as the 24 game preseason win streak <gasps> of the Baltimore. I didn't Rangers. say that. Yes, what you are you did. talking about? <laughs> uh, must have been hearing things in the old cups, in the old headsets, uh, in the cans. Uh, we still got our next caller on the line there, yeah, AJ. I yeah. know we, we do. We got Good. Chris. I appreciate him waiting uh, through all of that mumbo jumbo. Chris, thanks for calling the sports huddle. Hello. Uh, yeah, uh, no problem. Um, I just heard your conversation about stadiums okay. close by. Yep. And I, I know that you're a, a minor league guy like I'm a minor league guy, Bob. And <laughs> I just want to put a plug in for a little stadium that's 45 minutes up the road. In Fredericksburg, great call. The, great call. The single single yep. A stadium for the Frederick for the Nationals. I don't know why they call them the Fredericksburg Nationals. They could have come up with a better name. That's just terrible. Correct. But correct. It's a it, it's a great little stadium. Kind of um, makes you mad when you go up there and see what we're dealing with in our town here. But uh, it's uh-huh. a, it's a really really nice little stadium. If anybody wants to to drive up there. We've been up there two or three times this year, and it's a really, really nice little trip. I think that's a great vote, and even more importantly, Chris, I think you make a great point. If more Richmond baseball fans went up and experienced Fredericksburg, and I haven't done that yet, and I would love to do it. I need to do it. It's probably not going to happen this year now that football's going, but but I do want to get up there, and I've had friends who've been there. They echo exactly what you said. And if more Richmond fans went up there, there'd be even more of an outcry to get something done here, that Fredericksburg was able to do what it did. Richmond needs to be able to do the same. But that's a great choice of stadium and a 100-mile radius that's really outstanding in Fredericksburg. Good choice. Yeah, you can uh, you can buy a ten dollars standing room only ticket, and they got a great bar in center field that you can just sit there for the whole game and just drink and watch the game, and you have a good time. You had us yeah. at bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. AJ's ready to a center field bar. Huh? I like that. That's a great concept. Oh, 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 yeah, it's great. That's awesome. That's real. And you said you've been there two or three times this year, huh? Yeah. Uh, I like to go to the minor league parks. I've been to the one out in Lynchburg. I've been to the one in Salem, which are both really good parks as well. Um, It's just just really, really 
really makes you mad that we we have to deal with what we're dealing with in the town now. But um, it's great. I I know it's not a big. I know it's not a big park. It only seats like six thousand. I think the general manager um, told me. But uh, it's it's a great it's a great park. You can walk around the entire park. Quality so over quantity there. I get it. I feel the same way about Robin Stadium being such a nice place, too, and it's not that big. Oh, well, either, so. you know, I'm a University of Richmond guy, Bob, so I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yep. <laughs> but the Fredericksburg one, that's a great great choice there, Chris. Uh, appreciate it. Hopefully you've spurred some people to, to go on up there and, and experience it like you did. It'd be a great time. It would. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, we keep that rolling if you've got other stadiums. But that's a really good choice, uh, and I would not have thought of that one. I haven't been there yet, but I would like to get there. And I know some fans that went up this year because the Nationals uh, are loaded with prospects, and they are at the double-A level as well, and they've gone to uh, at the single-A level, and they've gone to watch them up there. So you get to see the future major leaguers in you know a ballpark that is comfortable like a major league ballpark, certainly not as big as Chris said, but as, but as comfortable. Um, for sure. And he mentioned the Salem ballpark. I was very fortunate uh, when my son, Will, played college baseball at Roanoke. That was the that was their home site. That was their home stadium. They played their home games at the Salem Minor League Park. And I, I can remember the first time uh, uh, walking in there and getting to see it, you know, and see the locker rooms and all that. How cool that was, you know, for for ODAC Division three baseball college baseball team players to be playing in in the minor league ballpark, and it is a nice one there in Salem. Great view, also. You get the mountains and everything in the background out there in the, in the valley and in Southwest Virginia. Uh, I'd put Salem's up there as well. But uh, everything I hear about Fredericksburg, uh, really good. And again, Robbins Stadium is still percolating towards the top. And if we're doing arenas, also the Robbins Center and the renovations they made there, that's up there as well. Although I will say jpj uh tops the list within that hundred hundred mile radius um i gotta go to break i know aj but i'm, I'm just thinking about this because i i feel like there's more to this for us to do and have fun with it does a hundred miles include dc so does that mean we could include nats park or verizon center whatever they call it now you know Yes, no. I'll get yeah, I'll give a little bit of a buffer zone. We can go 150. Also, <laughs> I I got blown up by two Rams who were like you better shout out the Seagull Center. I I I I don't put it up there with the Robin Center. I'll make them mad. I, I, I now their fans are great. That's, that's what it is. And their fans make a lot yeah. of noise and they're making improvements. They finally got rid of those minuscule video boards and put, you know, life-size video boards in the Seagull Center. They made good improvements, but I'm not ready to say that place is as nice I'll, as the Robin Center. I'll, no way. I'm not saying that. It's uh-uh. not First off, I never enjoyed it when I was there as far as like the Seagull Center the seats or anything like that it is only the fans i'll give it that the excitement with the fans is really good but outside of that it's not all that great and they've made they've made some enhance like i said the new video boards uh definitely help their sweet area up top is nice i've been up there for other events and i i i said this until the last couple years until covid when they kicked us upstairs to do our broadcasts it was actually my one of my favorite places to broadcast from Uh, when we went in there, uh, away places. And even, quite honestly, home, too, because there are some things at the Robin Center that were a little squeezed in there from time to time, depending on what we're doing, radio or television, and who else is in there. But that's a whole other story. But the location at the Siegel Center, which was on the court, 
was right on the end of their press row, so there was nobody on our left-hand side except fans, and they didn't bother us at all. They were buffered enough that uh, they didn't block our line of sight. They didn't bother us. Uh, We were in close proximity to the media room to get whatever we needed. That means food. Um, Our parking was great. Uh, I enjoyed going. I really did. Now the outcome never didn't enjoy me enjoy very that much, but you know that that that's out of my control. But I did enjoy broadcasting, and it's past tense from the Siegel Center because where they've kicked us upstairs now is not nearly as nice or as much fun as it was to, in the old days. To be fair, I haven't been there since Shaka, so they could have done a lot of things since then. They've done. They they have. But, again, I'm still not – it's not in the same category with JPJ, and it's not in the same category with the Robinson. And I'm, I'm partial and uh, biased and all of that. Uh, and I get paid by the one university, but I'm speaking the truth there. Um, the, the Robin Center is a great, great place uh, to watch a college. I did game. enjoy the Robin Center a lot. Yes. So, all right. Um, yeah, and the parking's pretty good there also. You don't pay for parking at the Robin Center either. Um, you know, all of that. All right, let, let's get a break in here. I probably just got in some trouble. Um, sorry, VCU fans. I think you're great fans. I do. Uh, and you give your team a great home court advantage. But just as a venue and the facility goes, uh, I'd go JPJ and Robin Center certainly ahead. If anything, of- it says something that the fans are so awesome that it is enjoyable to still go. I'll probably even go in Castle Coliseum ahead of it just because I love the the old-time, uh, large, mystique. The seats kind of go straight up at Castle at Virginia Tech. Uh, and I love Old Dominion's arena, actually. I would put Old Dominion's probably better. Shout out. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really getting get, I'm getting in trouble with some people, and I'm uh, scoring some brownie points with others like Robert Oley. So that's that's good. Uh, break time. Back after a timeout. Sports Auto 1061 ESPN. A lot of sports with a whole lot of opinion, which means you've got a whole lot of listening to do. Big Al is live from 8 to 10 weekday mornings on 1061 ESPN Richmond. All right, I meant to do this going to break, and we got so enthralled, entrenched in the whole venue discussion, stadium venue that AJ brought up, like what's my favorite one in a 100-mile radius, and, and we've rattled off several. We got calls on it as well, so it's been, it's been good. It's been fun, uh, but I did kind of get sidetracked here, and I, I do want to give these tickets away since we're talking stadiums and everything. Got an opportunity for you to go to the Spiders game Saturday night if you're around over Labor Day weekend. It's a 6 o'clock game. They got all sorts of fun activities and events planned and the fireworks after the game as well. So we do have a pair of tickets to give away. You got to come by the station tomorrow and pick them up during our regular business hours. And let's do this real rapid-fire quick. Don't want to make A.J. work any more than he already has this afternoon. Let's just take caller number 2, 804-327-0888. Don't even need you on the air. You can be shy. Uh, Just dial us up, 804-327-0888. Caller 2, A.J. will take them, get some info from you, get you a couple tickets to see the Spiders and Morgan State Saturday night at 6. Matt Joseph will have tickets to give away as well, and we'll be doing this uh, uh, throughout the course of the year for their home games. And six home games this year for the Spiders at the FCS level, 11-game schedule. The only time the FCS teams get to play 12 games is if there are, I think I'm getting this right, 13 weeks between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. So pending how the schedule falls, so that you could play 12 games and still have a bye week 
in there. Um, otherwise, they're they're constricted to an 11 game schedule. So it's 11 this year, and the Spiders have six home games this season. So the schedule definitely plays into Richmond's favor and to ours because it's the home of the Spiders. We got tickets for you, and we'll be giving them away all season long. And we'll give away two here um, today. So I hope you get out there Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Um, all right, about 5.44, kind of getting right back on schedule a little bit here. And we'll take you up until 6 o'clock. And don't forget, we got college football and Braves baseball for you. A little doubleheader action uh, this evening. Um, let's see. Caesar called on the uh, Miami versus Miami game tonight. I'm just looking through the list of games. I know we went over this a little bit earlier. Uh, NC State opens on the road at UConn. UConn has certainly had its struggles. I mentioned Nebraska and Minnesota. A Big Ten opener on Fox tonight for a Thursday night. That game in Minneapolis this evening. Let's see if there's anything else that uh, particularly strikes my fancy, at least on the Thursday night games. That's probably about it. Um, and they don't have anything uh, Friday night, right? I don't think. Uh, yeah, they've got some Friday night games as well. Well, I'll tell you, well, the Miami game is Friday night. The Miami-Ohio-Miami-U game on the ACC network. Uh, Louisville and Georgia Tech play Friday night. So if you're an ACC fan, you get an ACC game uh, going there. And then the other one that I will probably peek in on just a little bit will be Central Michigan and Michigan State, only because the Spiders play Michigan State next week. And that game's on FS1 Friday night from Spartan Stadium, a place I've never been, uh, but will be next Saturday afternoon when the Spiders play there at 3.30. All right, there you go. Uh, let's get the break in here right at a quarter to a quarter to six. We'll come back and put a wrap on the show for today and tell you a little bit more about tomorrow um, and the Friday show and get you into the Labor Day weekend. All right, final timeout of today's show, and then we're back to finish it up. 1061 ESPN. As the Braves roll toward the 2023 postseason, there is one goal in mind, a World Series title. They still have plenty of obstacles to clear before that, and you can hear all the action here on your exclusive home for the Atlanta Braves in the capital city. 1061 ESPN, Richmond. here on a Thursday afternoon. We gave away the tickets. Uh, Larry was our winner, and this was not fixed. Um, randomly, he was our number two caller. He might be my number one caller because he made sure to shout out to AJ that he is a fellow Philly fan, a fellow Phillies fan, I think, in this case. So that's why he won the tickets. No, I'm kidding. <sighs> Did he say Philly as in all of Philly, which he probably is, yeah, or Phillies yeah. as in the baseball team? Oh, I mean, just just, just hearing him, he's diehard all of it. The <laughs> Bells or whatever their soccer team, he's diehard Philly. The soccer team is the Union, thank you the very Union much. The Union Bells, the, the Balboa statue in the middle of the park, whatever whatever you guys do up there yeah, with, Rocky, your, with your jails. Yeah, that guy's name. Yes, yes. <laughs> Surrounded I, by them, guys. Surrounded uh, by nothing but Philadelphians. Well, I hope not. We don't want that. We we want a little diversity here. We need our Commanders fans and you know all our other uh, Cowboy fans and whatever. It just just makes life a lot more. I'm just fun. kidding. It's literally the funnest rivalry I've ever been a part of. I I love Philly. I really do. It no, pains me. No, I do. Whatever. I do. I was rooting for the 76ers harder than you were. You are. That is true. I I have certainly soured and bittered on them. No doubt. 
And uh, I'm not the biggest NBA fan in the world anyway. So Oh, now it's just not a time. Like, it's worse now. You've been keeping up, right? With the Sixers? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, here here is the ultimate jink, and I'll bring my beloved Phillies into this thing. So you know who threw out the first pitch of the Phillies game yesterday? It, not James Harden. No, Nick Nurse, the new head coach. Oh, that's cool. Well, it was. So he comes out there, and I don't know if you've ever seen Craig Kimbrell pitch, and he does that little, uh, that I forget what they call that stance that he's in. Pansy uh, stance? Yeah. No, oh, would you stop it? Come on now. Uh, I'm just blanking at the name of it. Um, but he has that little hook, like that little hawk thing, and he bends down. He looks all mean. Oh, yeah, 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 chick- yeah. Almost like a chicken wing kind of thing. Um, so Nick Nurse does that last night to, uh, uh, you know, mimicking Craig Kimbrell on the mound. Um, yeah, I don't even know what they call it. And, and you know, they do all sorts of stuff for Kimbrell now. When he comes in the game, the lights go down and they play the music and all of that. So he does it. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? So he does that pregame. Kimbrell comes in. He's only blown like two saves all year. He comes in in the ninth inning yesterday, and what does he do? He gives up three runs. That's the Philly 76er curse right there, AJ. I'm you, convinced. You got to be – I know you're not, but, like, Nick Nurse is awesome, man. I'd be so happy if I didn't have the James Harden situation. I, I, I agree. Situation. No, I, I he was at the top of my list for the coaches that I would have wanted when the Sixers, you know, made the change, got rid of Doc Rivers and made that change. Absolutely agree with you. I'm just kind of kidding around more than anything You're, here. Uh, I literally knew this call was coming up next. Bruce. Is it? Yep, egg tight. There it is. Here, it, here it, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. And he's going to admonish me now, but Nick Nurse put the curse. Nick Nurse curse on Craig Kimbrell last night, Bruce. Bob. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Hey, good evening, Bob. Uh, yeah, I guess I saw the first pitch being delivered. Um, I mean, I mean that's, that's a heavy load that you've associated the 76ers with cursing the Philly. I mean, that, that Bob, that's that's a lift, bro. I was just kidding. It was just for one moment there, Bruce. That's all. I don't really mean it. And I like Nick Nurse. I think he's I think he's good for the Sixers. I think he's got to plow through a lot of BS right now, but I think he's good for the Sixers. You know, Bob, I'm going to leave you with this. Um, I am downgrading Sixers, the 76ers this year. Huh. I, I think it, it's – I'm, I'm going to do a downgrade because I think there are other teams – that have made steps forward, barring injury, uh, i.e. the Celtics, even the Cavaliers, even the New York Knicks. But I'm going to downgrade Philly. So let me me see how this thing plays out. And maybe I'll get back with you in December and see where we are. Well, get back with me before that, but I'm intrigued by this because you have blindsided me a little bit in your downgrading of the Sixers. And we're going to have to dive into that a little more as they get into preseason and into the season and the roster shapes up and we see what they eventually do with the whole Harden thing and where that plays out. So 
Okay, but I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm just a little That's, surprised. That sounds like some Cincinnati Reds frustration coming out there, Bruce. <laughs> Good point, AJ. Still good and, point. And I'm telling you, I, I, I was kind of well. I would still be kind of rooting for your Reds as well because I think it would have been a great story. I just think they've fallen a little bit, a uh, little bit too far. Well, they're they're only game out of the wild. Yeah, card. no, they're still in there. They're still in the run. They're in the running there, Bruce. They're still in it. Yeah, we, we we'll make a wild card. I think we're gonna have. A, you saw that play last night against the uh, San Fran, against San Francisco. We'll make a wild card, guys. I, I hope so. I'd be rooting for you. I really would. All right, Bruce. Thanks, guys. Thanks, bud. All right, there goes Bruce from uh, Petersburg, I guess, or wherever. Ever since the Chuck from Mount Airy thing, I want to go like, oh, there's Bruce from Petersburg, and there's Reggie from, you know, Richmond or whatever. That's a good one because there's alliteration there. Reggie from Richmond is good. <laughs> I like that. Come on, man. I like uh, it. I dig it. Uh, yeah, why not? All right, we got through it, AJ. Probably more than got through it. I think it was actually kind of fun. This, I laughed a lot today. Today was more of a podcast than a radio show, but <laughs> yes, I think people appreciate that. Yes, it was. All right, tomorrow I will tell you, we got two great guests, uh, and we're going to lead off with one of them. David Teal from the Richmond Times, DispatchRichmond.com, is going to join us tomorrow. It may be a perfectly timed appearance because the ACC presidents are supposed to meet tomorrow. They might even vote on this stinking realignment thing, and David has been all over that story for a while now we were really just going to have him on preview college football talk about you know virginia virginia tech games coming up all of that uh but it may also include what the acc president well will do tomorrow so uh, good timing robert Ole lined him up david teal from the times dispatch right off the bat tomorrow at uh, 405 and then in the five o'clock hour danny rocco will join us vmi's head coach his first game with the Keydets is saturday against davidson uh former richmond liberty coach delaware coach assistant at uva uh we'll run the gamut with danny rocco be good to catch back up with him tomorrow in the five o'clock hour that's it for us everybody does it all over again tomorrow jamie king the sports king big al with sports phone matt joseph's at three with border to border and i'll talk to you at four with the next sports huddle on 106.1 espn Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider.